Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Stories. We all have them. Some are endless. Some barely begin. But you can't spell begin without gin, so sip on that. Ew, gross. Uh, what is that? That's gin? Wow. Huh. No thanks, but thanks to stories. Welcome to Fuzztown Stories. Today's tale, In the Food Courts of the Crimson King, Part 2. Squish Mushman had become a famous talking head in the Fuzz News world by spouting opinions. Many popular, just as many unpopular, and some downright infuriating. He'd attack the government, big business, fur control, free speech, feast reenactments, blockchain, yarn dealers, nuzzle workers, and even his own mother in a rather vicious editorial entitled, Moms, I give them two stars out of ten. So when he was jumped and beaten not far from his palatial estate on the Mohair Coast, he wasn't sure who was responsible. But what he did know was that they were doing a bad job of beating him. His attackers, three in total, were repeatedly hitting him with yarn pipes. This went on for a while. Squish demanded to know what they wanted. The goons told him they were trying to knock him out so they could bring him to their boss. Squish let out an annoyed sigh and explained that the fuzzed couldn't be knocked unconscious by beating. That's left to the domain of fleshies. This puzzled the goons, who then asked how they can kidnap this blowhard if they couldn't knock him out and throw him in the trunk of their fuzzmobile. Then Squish told them about a time he had reported on a kidnapping case where they tore the felt eyes off the victim and then transported her and then sewed her eyes back on. This struck the goons as extreme and none really wanted to rip off someone's eyes even if they would be sewn on again later. Obviously these guys were not professional kidnappers. Squish said that eye sewing wasn't a big deal. This caused a bit of debate between the would-be kidnappers and Squish regarding puppet anatomy and stuffing. Ultimately, it led to a lot of dithering, and at one point, the goons started beating Squish with yarn pipes again. Squish, not wanting to be beaten anymore as one of his seams was starting to fray, suggested they all get in his car and just go see this boss of theirs. When the attackers saw what a sweet ride Squish had, they all agreed. The boss was waiting for them in a blanket factory in the Yarn Park District. Squish parked, and the goons brought him inside. They went up to the top floor, which overlooked the stitching machines below. There, amongst the shadows, was the King Crimson himself. K. 
King Crimson. He was not pleased. He threatened Squish and screamed and even cried puppet slime over the ending of the feast reenactments. They were his only joy in life, he said, and he talked about what food had meant to him. Squish told King Crimson to take his boo-hoos and write an editorial for Sad Baby Magazine, the magazine for jerks. He didn't have time for these blubbering fuzz flakes. He was a big shot. King Crimson asked Squish if he knew about the Habsies. Squish did not. The Habsies, explained King Crimson, were people who were not fully puppet or fully flesh. They were left mutated and twisted by the fuzzatronic bomb. They still had parts of flesh mixed in with their fuzz bodies. They were said to be abominations, and they were killed on sight. But a few lived hidden in this fuzzy world. They were the lowest of the low, even more reviled than the non-fuzzed. But, King Crimson said, he envied them, because some of them kept their stomachs, their esophaguses. They could still eat. This new plush world was to some a heaven, but to him it was a hell, and Squish was the worst devil of all, stripping him of his one small relief in this soft, terrible world. Squish rolled his googly eyes and said, Duff Taffeta! He then asked if King Crimson was going to have his goons give him another pummeling. King Crimson shook his head. Then he smiled weakly and said, Remember what you took from me. With that, he tied a bit of thread from a ripped seam to the safety rail, and then he jumped. Squish rushed to the ledge as he saw King Crimson unspool and then fall into the blanketing machine where he was quickly unstitched and torn apart. He was gone. Squish felt like he was punched right in the gut stuffing. He couldn't process the scene. The goons, too, were concerned and wondered if they'd still get paid. Squish was in the daze as he drove back, dropping the goons off at a fuzz station. They didn't speak the whole ride. Squish tried to put the whole event behind him, but it, it wasn't easy. He went back to work, but his heart wasn't in it. He seemed to hedge his topics, not committing, not getting angry enough, so it wasn't a surprise when he took an extended leave of absence for, quote, reflection and fur-gazing, end quote. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now, Fall of the House of Sunshine is offering episode commentary to Fable and Folly Plus supporters, still entirely ad-free. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. Squish ended up at the fuzzing ranch of one of his fans in Fuzzoming. He took long walks and considered the yarny trees and the great plush mountains. He felt free from the noise and talk of politics. He wondered if he'd ever go back to the news. He considered becoming a yarnberjack or a fuzz rig worker. Maybe he could finally write that novel. He also enjoyed driving. The ranch's owner let Squish tool around in his Jeep fur-by-fur. 
One morning, Squish drove near the Furhorn Mountains. He camped overnight and looked up at the stars. He felt drawn to the place and stayed for a few days. He drove around aimlessly, but at the same time felt drawn to something invisible somewhere nearby. Then one day he found the remains of an old hunting lodge. It had burnt before the fuzzing, and its wood had turned into thick-coiled yarny logs. The black soot had become lint. There was something powerful and magical about this place. He moved to inspect it, but a voice called out to him in a throaty rasp. It warned him not to go closer, that this place was cursed by some devil magic. Squish said this whole world was cursed, and the image of King Crimson unspooling flashed before his eyes. The pain knotted in his gut. He turned and saw a pathetic creature, mostly fur, but with a fleshy arm, human lips. It was a habsy, the semi-mythical only partly fuzzed. Squish fell to his knees and called to the habsy. It limped over to him and, not saying another word, just held him. And they lived for a moment in each other's pain and fear. And though the Habsy suffered more than Squish could ever imagine for that brief time, they were one soul bulwarked against pain. And then the Habsy let go and started to limp off. Squish called to it. What do I do now? How do I go on? He asked. The Habsy turned and shrugged. It's one human eye then looked toward the sky. It smiled, in a way, as out of the woods, some small habsies appeared. They ran up to the creature, and it leaned down and picked them up. Then another habsie appeared. A family. There is joy, even in the worst of fates. Squish Mushman stayed by the Burnt Lodge for another night, trying to recapture the warmth and safety he felt when being held by the habsie. He knew that somehow he would be chasing that moment of calm and connection for the rest of his life. That connection and love. Maybe there was a way to awaken this feeling in the world. Squish realized that he had a chance to help this world. Not just inflame passions with hot takes, but really dissect and challenge the audience to be better. To do good in this new fuzz world. Everyone was born anew in the fuzz. Squish returned to the studio and started preaching love and tolerance. He spoke about doing good works and trusting our better nature. The show was, of course, canceled. Squish wrote a book, but it didn't sell well. And time passed. Squish started to get annoyed by simple things again. Pettiness returned. He took a job as an anchor at a local station. He didn't have to care about the news or even investigate it. He just had to read the words they wrote for him. He liked not caring. Not caring was easy. And soon nothing bothered him. Not Adviso's policies in the Duma, not the censoring of the shambling shag, not that expose on the flesh farms. It was all just words on a teleprompter. And some nights, they weren't even words, just a collection of sounds, noises. And he was always good at making noises. Tonight's top story, this just in. Squishmushman, can I get a donut? Good night. Breaking news. What beautiful, beautiful nonsense. And sometimes when he was making those sounds, he'd feel that hug and that smile, which wasn't always appropriate to the story. He might not care, but at least he had tried. 
which is more than a lot of people can say. Fuzz Town Stories is a Roy Gold production. It was written by Jonathan Goldberg with music by David Riglieri. Today's episode was read by Matt Roy Berger. Consider supporting the Pod Musical on Patreon.com and Himalaya for exclusive behind-the-scenes info and ephemerama. Consider supporting that beam over there while I pull this dog out of this burning building! So many dogs! Sorry, just keep supporting it. I didn't know there were so many dogs trapped under this beam. Okay, that's the last... Nope. <laughs> it's like a regular dog mine under here. I tell you, I keep rolling the doggy dice and they keep coming up dog. As always, thanks for listening. And have a suntabulous bicuspid of a day. Can't get enough for the House of Sunshine? Then join me, Numola historian Lyman Keys, in the Himalaya Plus section, where you'll get commentaries, special exclusive episodes where I answer your questions about Numola and beyond, as well as a community to chat with fellow Sunshine fans. Join Himalaya Plus and speak with the creators about the show and get exclusive updates and access. I'll see you in Himalaya Plus, Lyman Keys. Libonachu in Himalaya Plus. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.